Hello and welcome to Facing the Crowd podcast, episode 9. This time we're chatting to James Hart, frontman from legendary OC metalcore band 18 Visions and also Burn Halo. How's it going, guys? Yeah, Hello, good. How are you? you? Good, thanks. Brilliant. You've just oh. woken up, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, no, it's uh, 12 noon here, so I've been up for almost seven hours. Oh, fair play. Wow. Yeah. You get up pretty early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a routine, so I'm, uh, I'm up early, have my coffee for an hour, hour and a half, hang out with my wife before she goes to work, and then I head off to the gym. Fair play. So that's, uh, that's my Monday and Tuesday, and then the rest of the week is a little, a little earlier for me. So I go into work in the salon and stuff. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I've done a full day's work today. This is like, we've, we've relaxed a bit now, haven't we, Hobo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. It's all good. It's all it's, good. Uh, preparing and going through stuff. We've just had the Inferno EP on again. I might have. Awesome. Mate, we need to get hold of the vinyl. How can we do it? Oh, we're straight on it. <laughs> oh, you do? You don't have it? Mm, no. We tried to get the, the silver and red the first issue one. It's like seventy-seven pound online or something. We can't get it. What? It's crazy. That's wild. Uh, might have a couple left. I will check. Hey, that's we'll cool. We can pay for you, man. <laughs> I will check. Oh, top man. Top I, I, man. I've been listening to it at work every day for two weeks now. No word of a lie, and I just I'm blown away by it. Awesome. We're not here to obviously kiss your ass, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just, love, I just love it. I love it. I think it's outstanding. It's it's good. To, it's good to hear. It's good to hear feedback like that from you know people that we're you know not in contact with on a, on a daily basis. So I, yeah. I mean, for for us, are we rolling here? We're rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah we're, we're rolling. rolling. Yeah. We're soon to come on, we're <laughs> So uh, yeah, for us, um, you know, it's obviously important for us to like it, and I think doing this ourselves, like self funded everything has given us this freedom and like relaxation about it that we haven't had in a really long time. So it's, it's purely for fun for us. We're not out, you know, touring a bunch, trying to make a ton of new fans, trying to make a living off it. So it's, it's pure hobby. And when it's pure hobby, everything is just, um, you know, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about pleasing this person or that person. So, uh, our pleasure comes first with the music and writing it. And then when we, when we have our, our friends tell us that they really like it, then most of our friends have pretty good taste in music. So that means a lot to us. And then, you know, it just kind of trickles on down, um, you know, journalists and whatnot, people that like critique music and, you know, guys like you that have your own shows and, and, and you host, you know, musical icons and guests and, you know, all the way down to the fans, um, you know, that's, it's, it's great to hear. So yeah, the feedback's been great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you've done that EP off your own back. And I mean, to me, it sounds like someone's majorly got behind you and you've just released your masterpiece sort of thing. It's, it's, it's outstanding uh-huh. work. It's like, this is, the it way, is. this is the way you should go. That Inferno EP is the way you should go. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Is, it, is there any plans for more EPs or full length album or anything like that? Well, you know, um, we definitely want to keep making music. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. the fact that it is strictly a hobby for us gives us the luxury and the flexibility to kind of work at our own pace. And, yeah. you know, we don't, you know, we don't have the pressure on us to do anything. And, 
we're not really doing much else, uh, you know, outside of our, our careers as far as uh, like music or like, you know, any other side gigs. So, mm. you know, it's really, it's really, really easy for us to do. Uh, Keith is producing, engineering, mixing, mastering everything. So, um, you know, we don't have studio time. We record, um, he's either recording at his house and then we record vocals in our rehearsal space, which is at Trevor's house. So everything's just super easy. So I'm, you know, I can guarantee you there's going to be more music. I just don't know what or when. Yeah. Uh, so good to know. I mean, you know, I mean, I've, I've turned, I've turned Perks here onto you guys, but I've listened. Well, I first got into you guys. Um, I think, um, I think Tower of Snakes or something like that was on like a free CD with like rock sound or something in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on, I think it was on a DVD and it was the video and okay. it just, it took my breath away. Like the second I heard it and I worked back through obviously the whole of the back catalog and, uh, you know, just a great band, you know, tick every box for me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. This man got me into the sevenfold about 10 years ago as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did he? Which I love. And we finally saw the headline download, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. What's okay. the scene like out there now? Is there still quite a big music scene going? Well, I mean, right now there's not much of anything going, no, uh, to be no. honest with you, you know, and um, we are, our, our community, our music community here, our hardcore scene, metalcore scene is kind of coming together right now for something super important. So one of the venues that we all came up, you know, playing at and going to shows, I've played legendary gigs there. I've gone to legendary gigs there. It's called Chain Reaction. Mm -hmm. And it's in Anaheim, California, pretty close to Disneyland. And anybody who's anybody's played there, uh, you know, we came up there, Throwdown, uh, Thrice, Avenged Sevenfold. Everybody's got their start at this place. And so mm. it's in jeopardy of, you know, going under uh, just due to all this. So we are, our band is working with um, a company out here run by one of my friends, two of my friends uh, called Violent Gentlemen. Mm -hmm. and they are like a hockey inspired like clothing line and they do really really well in the u.s and canada um they've got like nhl support and stuff like that so it's uh they're they're a fairly good sized small company um i should say and they are working on doing co-op collaboration merch with some bands in chain reaction to cool. help raise proceeds so that the place doesn't shut down so yeah. we got terror uh, stick to your guns knocked loose and i think counterparts just did a shirt mm -hmm. and they sold out of that we're doing a collab shirt with throwdown uh violent gentlemen did their own collab with chain reaction mm -hmm. and um yeah we're so we're just trying to raise all this money so i would say Great. in terms of that the scene is really really strong still yeah. you know um in terms of like the the smaller level uh, of things and it's it's really great to see all these bands coming together to try to save this like legendary spot yeah uh, the other yeah our, our other legendary venue out here closed down uh um gosh maybe 10 years ago or so maybe even more called the showcase theater okay that was where yeah that was where a lot of other um legendary um hardcore bands from southern california came up and you know just you know metal and hardcore bands i saw cannibal corpse there you know oh, yeah. afi before they were anybody mm. um everybody's played there so no it's uh, a real shame isn't yeah, it you, you know yeah, you've got like venues closing down all over the place, like in the UK as well. We lost like. the Astoria in London, which was a killer venue. Yeah, that was a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah that was a long time. Yeah, yeah. 
best venue. Yeah, I know. I, I loved I loved that place and the Fiddler too. It was upstairs, right? Main Fiddler, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I saw you at the Mean Fiddler. I don't know what year it was, what tour it was. It was, you know, it's a long time ago, but, you know, it was fantastic. Yeah, we had, we've had some legendary gigs in, in London, for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's a great city. It's good fun. I mean, you know, yeah. like I say, there's not much going on there at the moment. But right, right. That's, uh, I mean, that's do. everywhere, though. That's yeah, everywhere. yeah. Yeah, it's affecting musicians so bad, isn't it? You know, it's... Uh, it's really it's hard times, hard times, man. Yeah, it's a it common is. theme on the podcasts. Um, yeah. People, you know, dying to get out there and play again, especially right. with the new material. We spoke to a few people with new yeah. material, like yourselves. You probably can't wait to play that live. Yeah, it's so. a bummer. You know, we actually, um, I mean, w before, before we had a, a release date for this even, and before we were in, I think, the... Um, like the post-production side of it and like the, like the creating the vinyl and the, and the artwork and the merchandise, we had about eight gigs lined up for May and June, right when this thing kind of hit. Mm. And we were, yeah. We we're going to do uh, four, four California gigs and four on the East coast. And we had some really cool like live show concepts uh, musically that we were going to roll with. And, you know, we just had to put it on the back burner. And then of course we wanted to do, you know, release gigs around, around the EP, which is not going to happen. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bummer for, you know, everyone. I, I mean, for us, cause we never play, so we don't play often. So when we get an opportunity to play, it's like, just it's so fun for us you know to get out there together and do that but yeah you know really really for for the bands that make a living off of it one of our guitar players josh that plays and stick to your guns full times you know he's he's dealing with it right now and uh i'm you know every other band under the sun is 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 trying to cope and, and find ways to you know work around this yeah you see like a lot of uh, the live streams is, seems to be quite a big thing now doesn't it and and some of them go really well i was saying the other day it's it's quite cool for some bands because um, we spoke to a band who'd done their first live stream and they had like 1,200 people in there, you know. Yeah, which is great, which is you, great. You wouldn't, you know, most, a lot of bands wouldn't get that in a venue anyway. So, you know, it's quite sure. cool that, you know, you can sell these tickets um, and you get people in watching it live. I know it's not the same for the audience. No, but. no. And that's something we're looking at doing too, which mm. would be cool for us in general because, like I said, because we don't play often, uh, we're not doing touring. Uh, mm. It's just, you know, four gigs in a weekend. We fly out, play four shows, come home. Um, you know, we have fans all over the world that will never get the opportunity to see us. And yeah. so I, I think that, that the live stream presents that cool, cool chance to connect with them on, on that level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys have still got a massive fan base. You know, you can see that. You look on like Facebook groups and stuff like that, and you guys are always mentioned. You know, there's a lot of people who still love your stuff. Cool. You did the, uh, the This Is Hardcore, the, the, uh, the, the film, didn't you, 2018? Was that Philadelphia? Yeah. That, that's an awesome piece of film, isn't it? That really so, hard. Yeah. So that that's, that's the last show we've actually played. Wow. wow. Was that wow. the last show? Yeah. yeah. No way. You haven't yeah. played since that. No. So no we're just, at, we're, we're absolutely dying, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. So I was going to say to you, like, when you play again, you're going to do a This Is Hardcore 2 with the Inferno tracks, because that would be uh, something yeah, awesome. wouldn't it? Uh, I'll play anywhere right now. I'll play in the garden. <laughs> I'll play in the garden. That's a record, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But it's so true as well, you know, just the chance to play. Like, we could do a gig here, but we're only allowed six people in the garden. So, you know, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, Facing the Crowd podcast, what we always ask is, what was your first gig? That you My went first to. gig that I, that I went to. 
Yeah, so it was uh, a, a hardcore band called 108 mm. that was uh, the spawn of Shelter. Okay. Uh, that was in Long Beach, and I saw another like legendary like Orange County band called Mean Season there. Um, they were very, very different than what a lot of bands were doing. They sounded like almost like a heavy, like uh, slower Slayer, Metallica, with like cleaner cleaner ish type vocals uh-huh. and for the mid for the mid 90s nobody was really doing that around here but that was that was my first gig i think that was in like 94 i had to have been just turned 15 or something yeah mm-hmm. 108 first gig wow <clears throat> that's pretty yeah. cool that's full on, full on hardcore was that was that when you decided you wanted to you wanted to do it uh no not at all um it came way after that um i was in you know i, I was in school and a couple of my my straight edge like hardcore friends had you know they played music and there's this kid in my class who i have no idea what he's up to now but he played guitar and we we all like the same music and he's like hey do you want to sing in this band and i was like sure i'd never done it before and that band ended up turning into 18 visions later on down the road uh, i would say like after a year of just kind of like you know fooling around in the garage and like hashing through different guys that wanted to play and different members. Uh, it ended yeah. up evolving into 18 visions. Yeah. Okay. So your first gig, the first gig you actually played, was that with that band or was that 18 visions? Yeah, that was with 18 visions. Cool. Yeah. Well, How did you so feel? we weren't, so we weren't called 18 visions yet, right. but it was 18 visions. It was like yeah. the members yeah. of, yeah. Uh, we played at a, a, a roller skating rink uh, <laughs> in, in Huntington yeah. beach. And they were having some hardcore shows there on occasion. And yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, I was super, super nervous. And I forgot, I think, half the words to the songs. But I mean, I was 15 years old and it was, yeah, it was, it was great. And then it just, you know, progressively got a little bit better. And then I would say a few years later, it got a lot better. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Christ. When did you realize you... you- you actually had the power in that voice. When did you think, actually, I've, I've got the power to front something of, you know, this magnitude, this, this sort of hardcore metal vocal that you actually, you know, you, you portray. But how, when did you think, hang on, I've actually got this voice. I can do I, this. Yeah, I think it was um, when we were probably like, writing and recording like the lifeless EP that had to have been in like 96. Uh, as far as like my clean vocals go, I always was able to sing along in the car to different rock bands. I was very, very much into like mid eighties, like rock and like guns and roses and skid row. And then it progressed into, you know, Metallica, uh, Alice in Chains and Stone Double Pilots and stuff like that. But I was also listening to like the Pesh Mode and Duran Duran stuff that you could, you know, you could sing along to. And uh, I found that I was able to sing along in key and uh, on the Until the Ink Runs Out album that we tried tinkering with some clean vocals a little bit and then, you know, kind of doing more and more and more from there. And then taking vocal training uh, later on during Obsession and the 2006 self-titled release. And I think then, too, the vocal lessons really helped me gain a lot of power behind my scream as well. It really mm-hmm. put me kind of in touch with what my, 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 my voice and my body was doing. And 
um, gave me even, even more power behind it. But, um, yeah, I think I just was, I don't know. I got in a room with my friends and just started screaming and wanted to sound like like Pantera and Sepultura. Oh, mate. That's what we all wanted to sound like back then. Everyone wanted to be, you know, right there with them. Yeah, we, I, I I couldn't talk for probably a week after every every band band, pack, band practice, you know. Right. Was, yeah, yeah, was, just, yeah, pretty terrible. But until until you got the technique down, and then you sort of, I suppose it's easier. Yeah, you start to figure it out. You know, yeah. you figure out what you're doing and how to create different different tones, and you know what what you're doing wrong, and mm. uh, and then the vocal lessons really later on down the road really helped me kind of put it all together. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess as you as you move on throughout the album, throughout the years, you, you just get more and more confident with it, don't you? I suppose. And yeah. The more shows you yeah. do, the more you know confident you are. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you, when you're young, I mean, when you're when you're recording music at like 16 years old, you know, you want to sound like yourself, but you also like have like your impressions that have been left on you by you know, other, other singers or guitar players or drummers that you idolize. And it's not until you get a little bit older that you start to take those influences and actually kind of make your own thing out of it. Right. Mm. Yeah. Who, who, are you, who are your, your top influences? Yeah. For me vocally. Um, I mean, it's, you know, Lance Staley, Chris Cornell, um, Scott Weiland. Those are like legendary Axl Rose, legendary vocals from vocalists for me. Mm. Um, you know, in the rock world, in the metal world, um, at the gates was great. Um, obviously Phil Anselmo was, Mm. you know, top notch at being able to do, you know, the screaming and, and the clean vocals. Yeah. So I would say, I would say those are the guys that like, I kind of tried to, uh, you know, mold myself after. Mm. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's cracking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you a down fan as well? Uh, no, not as much. No, not no as more, much. just the heaviest, the more heavier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We interviewed oh, Rex, Rex a couple of months ago, and do you know what? He was such a nice guy to talk to, and he was just yeah. so down to earth, and he spoke about the whole of Pantera's career. You know, he was, he was really sort of honest and quite brutal in places, but it was yeah, great I'll, chatting I'll to tell him. You what, I'll tell you what, Reinventing the Steel is a, a highly underrated album. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah that's yeah, coming out again, isn't it? Uh, I, I think so. Talking, yeah, uh, he was talking January, about, I think, on vinyl. He had the whole thing remixed by Terry Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just doesn't get the love that it it should. No, sure. it was a fantastic album, and yeah. and and he said at the time that was that was probably the album they enjoyed recording more than anything else. <laughs> Funnily I mean, enough, sh- uh, yeah, I mean it shows. It's yeah, it's a good one. I yeah. was going to ask you, James. We're from South End on Sea in Essex. Um, about 45 minutes from London. I don't know if you know if you've heard of South End on Sea at all. Yeah. Um, but we've got a kind of well, we had a hardcore scene here in South End, and I don't know if it reached you guys at all. But it, you know, in the in the 90s, we we had like a band uh, called Above All and Cynical Smile and Understand, and um, like South End hardcore bands. And we got a, a we got you know bands that formed after that. Because of those bands, like, um, we had what they have, Raiden, Death Skulls, and I don't know if they've reached you at all. If you've ever heard any of these bands? But we had a uh, un- understand, things understand, understand sounds familiar for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. all these bands, these, these, they're all getting back together. They've all okay. They've, they've all decided 
to get all these South End hardcore bands back together and they're going to do a big show next year. Awesome. That sounds yeah, cool. We can. <laughs> we can. Right? right? They're going to do this uh, show in South End. And I just wondered if you'd heard them, of any of our South End hardcore obviously they're awesome we love them mm-hmm. uh what's a what's a band from the uk right now um that i was gosh um god what the i can't think of their name i'm gonna look on my i'm gonna look on my phone right now because I, hey, I, I got them on my i got them on my phone somewhere um but anyways yeah there's you know there's there's a little bit that that comes over you know not a ton um I think most of the European stuff that, you know, we get acquainted with comes from Sweden for some odd reason. I'm not sure mm. what it is with Sweden, but they just, those, you know, they crank out, you know, a lot of, a lot of great bands. Uh, I do love Oasis though. I will yeah. say. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, they can write a good song, right? Yeah. No, I mean, they're not obviously, uh, somebody should start an Oasis hardcore cover band. Oh my God. That is such a good idea. Why has nobody done that? I don't know. I feel like it would, like it would go <laughs> off pretty well. Uh, higher Power, that's the band. I love Higher, higher power. power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Leeds, yeah. yeah, yeah. The first album, Soul Structure, I believe. So yeah, so album. that reminds me of a band from the mid-90s here, early mid-90s called Into Another. Yeah. Uh, Re- uh, Revelation Records band. Um, uh-huh. It re- reminds me of that a little bit. Super, super cool. Love it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. They're a great band. Yeah. I regularly listen to listen to both their albums. I think. We're going to go and see them in uh, download, but download got cancelled. Yeah. You played download, right? They are on the bill for next year. Yeah. Two thousand six. You played, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, it was great. You was quite half the bill. Was you in the tent? Yeah, we were in the tent. Yeah, yeah. pretty high on the bill. Is there some footage of that online? Isn't there? It was absolutely rammed. Yeah, you guys, uh, yeah, it looked absolutely that awesome, that gig. Was it that amazing? Was what do you remember of the day? Uh, so I remember um, just the tent, and it was just massive, and I wasn't expecting that size crowd. Uh, we were doing a lot of press. Um, I can't remember if it was that day or the following day that Guns N' Roses played. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I call that version of Guns N' Roses Axel and Friends. Yeah, yeah. We, we were there. Um, we were that day. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, I, I mean, I, I love them. I feel like Axel can't really do much wrong. I love Chinese democracy. I'm the same. And- <laughs> do you know what? There's not many, I've never spoken to anyone apart from you who love Chinese democracy, oh, but I love, I love it. it as well. Yeah, I think I want to say album. I want to say better is probably a top ten Guns N' Roses song for me. Yeah, there was yeah, a time. Totally. There was a time. Yeah, oh, there's a so many one, good too. tracks on there. Yeah, there oh. really is, and it's just like I try to tell people, man, you can't go in expecting a Guns N' Roses album. It's not. No. It, it's called Guns N' Roses, but it's it, musically, it's it's not. It's Axel's voice on some really killer songwriting and guitar playing. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's the day you played um, when Axel did play with his with his gang. They were getting like bottles thrown at them and stuff, yeah. and the guitar player was getting really pissed off. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, if you keep throwing bottles, we're just not even going to play. Yeah, and everyone was chanting slash, 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 slash. Yep. I remember yep. it clearly. I I think it's yeah. I think it's because slash, they were slash. I think it's because they were fooling around with the new shit, and then. Yeah. 
and then nobody knew it and they were pissed off and yeah, they came I, out and they started ripping stuff off appetite and everybody was fine yeah yeah and like you know the guitarist come out 100% what happened the guitarist come out and, and he played like a christina Aguilera song or something and everyone was like what's going on this isn't guns and roses but, yeah. yeah, you can't get the um with the Donovan crowd, mate. Even, no. even if they're bottling, yeah, you've got to just be like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> We've all seen what happens when Guns N' Roses cancel shows halfway through, yeah. haven't we? You know, there's been riots yeah. and all yeah. sorts of stuff. You know, but I'm, you know, I love Axel. <laughs> I've got a soft spot for him, yeah. and you know, yeah. me too, me too. Yeah, the first band that got me into music, really, I suppose. You know, before that, I was kind of into Michael Jackson, and that was it. <laughs> hey. You know, I was only a kid. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you never ran into him when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Who's <laughs> taking photos of me? I'll oh, stop him, God damn it! And he just jumps in the crowd, and he's like, smacking it. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I, I, I love, I love his music. It's, it's great, right? Um, yeah. And I, I never, I'll never change the radio when a Michael Jackson song comes on. But. No. I definitely, I can't stop and help but think about all of the shit that surrounds who he is and what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same same thing goes for like a Lost Prophet song, unfortunately. You know, it's like such a great band. Uh, mm -hmm. So many good songs. Want to listen to the music, but, you know, just... I couldn't uh, listen to him. I can't listen to him now. Yeah, it just it just tears it just tears you apart. You know, you yeah. just can't you can't do it, and it's it's yeah. unfortunate for the rest of the guys in that band because they're all. It really great. is. Yeah. Although that um, that project they did with Jeff Rickley, I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Did you listen to that? Yeah. That was alright. That was kind of like yeah. had a kind of Depeche Mode kind of feel to it, and it was quite chilled, wasn't it? Yeah, and and Mike, he's uh he's up in L.A. too. Hmm. So. Yeah. I've not heard it. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good stuff. Shinobi Ninja Dragon track. <laughs> Awesome. Do you know what they played? They played in our hometown, and I, I used to work at this venue called Chinneries, which is like our big venue in South End. And Lost Profits came and played, and um, and I shook his I shook his hand. He bought me a beer. He seemed like such a nice guy. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? We did. A, we did. I think we did four tours with them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So oh, they were they were partially they were partially responsible for our growth in the UK. You know, they right. took us out on an arena tour um, on the Obsession album, and we kind of you know we I don't want to say we blew up over there, but for us, like it was uh, almost like overnight. Um, you know, we did that tour and then went back over a couple months later and headlined, and everything was sold out way before we even got there. And it was Amazing. just that, it was a lot of it was was due to that tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's such a shame, you know, it's, uh, just, just to think that someone can, uh, can be like that but, um, yeah. and hide it so well for so long. But, um, yep. Yeah, so, James, when um, the Orange County scene blew up and, every, you know, with Avenge and everything and you, you, was, you guys were part of it and the trail and all that, I mean, what was the vibe like about it? It must have been so exciting for everyone to get recognised as bands and people getting so into the individual bands and yeah, supporting yeah. you guys. That must have been so awesome. I suppose it's kind of, kind of like similar to like the whole grunge thing as well, like when that blew up. Like everyone was focusing on any band from Seattle, etc. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super cool. Obviously, like uh, locally, you know, all the shows were massive. Um, yeah. Any band played by themselves and it just got to a point where it was, it was so big and 
we never really we never really pushed the limits of trying to play like much bigger venues than what we were i think they're you know capped at like well back then before the um the uh like the fire the fire and safety laws and the capacity mm. laws um they're cramming seven eight hundred people into a 400 capacity club and oh, everything yeah. was just you know everybody was so tight and it was just sweaty and gross and fucking awesome and um every band could play on their own and draw you know a thousand kids if they wanted to yeah you know, that was That's great here but i think what was what was awesome was just what you said the desire from other parts of the country especially back east where it was just like people were salivating for like orange county like metalcore Mm, and mm. it was just like this own this own thing the bands were kind of touring together at least the bands that like kind of got along were touring together and uh you know just you package two or three orange county bands on a tour and every show in the country is going to be great yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, there were so many bands around, wasn't there? And it's crazy to think, really. I mean, you guys are my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was straight on you. He was like, I've got to, got to get James on here. <laughs> 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 yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm so pleased it's happened, you know. Yeah. Awesome. I think the hardest part about playing shows with each other was um, – you know, Avenged, I grew up with Avenged. I went to high school with those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had a very different uh, fan base and crowd that they brought into the shows. Mm. And then same, same thing with Atreyu. Atreyu had very different uh, fan base and crowd that they brought into the show. So it was kind of like trying to verge, like merge these um, jock-type like metal fans with yeah. like, proper, like hardcore kids and like not having there be any like tension or any fights. And I think that was, that was a hard part at first is getting everybody's like fans to kind of get along. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you just never would think about that, would you? No. I mean, only if you're, if you're actually in one of the bands performing, mm. you actually even think about how the fans are going to gel. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's, well that's crazy. That's a, yeah. Yes, in fact, but that actually was a thing. You actually had to worry about yes. how yeah. the fans are going to get on. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It crossed my yeah. mind. Man. Uh, yeah, it was just it was it was different, you know. Um, it's like uh, it's like a uh, like a Slayer show or a Pantera show. You got your proper like real true metalheads, and then you've got like you know some of the jocks that kind of found out about it that are mm. you know, a little bit more. You know, I want to throw my weight around in the pit, and like yeah. I, you know, I want to be a tough guy, and yeah. So there was a, a quite a bit of that going on. At, in the early stages. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Did you ever see any, when, did you ever, you know, feel like you, you needed to jump off that stage and sort something out? Or did yeah, you so just hope that the security could deal with it or did you just fizzle out? You just, it happened, happened one time did. in Germany. Yeah. Germany. Germany. <laughs> yep. Man, we were in Mannheim. Right. And, uh, our our tour manager uh who actually manages our band now along with like every time i die and uh circus survival but he manages a bunch of a bunch of bands now but he was uh he was in the pit and like i i think he hit somebody on accident and i saw somebody getting ready to go after him they were winding up and i just dove i like i feel like i flew off the stage and just like clocked the guy and laid him out and yeah it was it was not good because 
we were on tour of Throwdown, and Throwdown still had to play, and it was just a lot of tension. A lot of people were pissed off, and oh no, yeah. yeah. But you all got great. You all played. Yeah, but I got to protect my own. You know, that's it, mate. That's it. Yeah. You know, that was, that was the axle when you won it, James. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then you know it can it can it can all go completely wrong. You know, look what happened to Randy. You know, from Lamb of God. You know, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Similar thing, but airport, it's a similar thing to what you've just told us. But he ended up yeah. in prison, didn't he? I know, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, thankfully, this was in like 2001, I, I think, or 2002. Mm. It was, it was, it was early on. It was early on. Yeah, like you say, you got to look after your own, though. You know, for sure. I don't. Under, I've never understood why people go to see a show by a band they really like and c can get aggressive like against the band and throw stuff at the band and all that kind of stuff you know yeah i don't know every time it's i've silly. been to see a band it's because i really like them and i kind of idolize them i don't I, you know i wouldn't right. i wouldn't want to throw stuff at them do you know what i mean it's kind no. of but you know you you know the old bottles of piss at donnings and all that kind of stuff that that's that's one thing but like going into a pit and hitting people just for the sake of it it's, yeah i don't know it's a bit it, 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 it happens it happens a lot yeah Especially, you know, obviously with your type of music as well, you do have big pits at the front and people swinging yeah. their arms and feet about. You, you get that, don't you? Sometimes you're going to get a DM in the face. <laughs> yep. And then and it's, it's, it's the mixture of scenes. It's, uh, you know, the, the hardcore, like, metalcore kids and, like, they're dancing, like, mosh pit style versus, like, you know, your traditional metal, your traditional metal kid and they're not used to this and like what's this what's going on i just got hit and like now i'm i need to fight and yeah mm. yeah and obviously you know usually usually there's alcohol involved with a lot of these gigs as well isn't there so yeah. people act differently don't they under under the influence as it were yeah crazy the, the, the most the, the moment in the mosh pit where i actually thought hang on i might be in trouble here <laughs> was uh sepatura donington 94 KSI AD tour, obviously. It was Sepatura, Pantera, Aerosmith, and Therapy. That was my first Donington. I spoke about it before. Mm. But we were in the, in the middle of, right in the middle near the front of the Sepatura mosh pit, me and my pals. And honestly, it was like I'd gone to war. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This, when Sepatura started playing, there's no camera phones then. Do you know what I mean? No one gave a shit about anything other than Sepultura on that stage. And it, it went off like, like, I don't know how many people were in that mosh pit, but just thousands and thousands of people losing their shit at once. <laughs> and it, I just was, I was in it and I was just like, when we was pushed over, like, say, Dave, like, when you were pushed over, it wasn't just you, it would be like 50, 100 people were pushed over, they go to one side, all fall down, then that 100 people ran them would pull that 100 people up and you go to the other side. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. absolute carnage. You don't yeah. even see pits like that or gigs. We, yeah. We, we, you see them circles of death and the wall of death things. I ain't going to take no respect away from them because they are brutal. <laughs> that that reminds me of the first. Donington was... Whoa, when that wall, but yeah. but, but, that, but that was the one. KSAD Donington '94 temperature. I I actually thought I've I've maybe have to get out of here after a few songs. Reminds me of the first layer the first Oz Fest. Reminds me of the first Oz Fest. Yeah, yeah. Did it just go off crazy the first Oz? Yeah, 
Yeah, it was it was it was bonkers. Yeah. Who played that one? Uh, I think that was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Slayer. I think Sepultura, uh, Sabbath. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was on that one. Uh, it was a big one, but it was during Slayer. Mm. Yeah, it's a bunch of like white power dudes, and oh, uh, really? yeah, we never got on well with them. Obviously, no. obviously reasons, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah. In, that was a, a brutal pit during yeah. Slayer. Then, yeah. Do you ever like getting involved in the pit, or do you prefer sort of standing back watching the bands? Me, no, man. I'm 41 now, so I'm just enjoying the show. No, yeah. I mean, but what about back then? Oh yeah, yeah. You get yeah, more feisty. No, uh, no, I wasn't feisty, but like you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, just you look out for your own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's amazing. So, yeah, I was always, I was always in the pit for sure. Nice yeah, singing along, stage dives, yeah, all of it. <laughs> That's what it's about, right? It's yeah. great that music can do that to you, you know? That's, Absolutely. That's what it's let's about. Let's hope it can do it again, eh? Yeah, let's hope it can do it again. <laughs> so, hope we see someone live. Yeah, at some, at, point. at some point, yeah. Without having to be in a bubble or something. Did you see that? Um, who was it? Yeah. What, 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 what band was it? <laughs> what are they called? Uh, flaming Lips. It was a Flaming Lips, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. I've seen them perform in bubbles. They've been doing that for years, but all of a sudden, all the audience are in bubbles. It's like, wow. That's something else. Yeah, I mean, twenty people, right? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. many people can you get in there with it with a bubble? But yeah, uh, that's cool. That's their thing, you know. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't want to be in the bubble, but no. <laughs> I've done it on a stag do. Like you know, what, what do you what do you call them in America? Are they, are they still stag do's? Bachelor parties. I did oh it, yeah. And and it was football, and it was basically me in this big bubble, and just my legs sticking out the bottom, and everyone was just running at me, and I was just spinning, and like, oh, it, it wasn't yeah. very pleasant. Oh. It wasn't very pleasant. You threw up all over yourself, man. Very close. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Were tent. they in bubbles? In the tent. No, they wasn't. <laughs> no. James, what um, out of your entire catalogue, what 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 is your um, what is the album that um, still means more to you than anything else? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, you put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all mean they all mean different things for different reasons. I would say, you know, until the ink runs out, really, um, you know, we felt like we had something like really really cool uh, on our hands, and it really, I think, at that point, kind of put the band on the map a little bit um not just like nationally but internationally as well even though we weren't internationally touring yet uh we started to get a lot of recognition that way um so that one that one sticks with me a lot uh even the self-title from 2016 i think you know some of our is you know very very different type of album but you know some mm. of my favorite some of my favorite songs oh, on I love that, that record that was a fantastic then, record I'll even go with uh, the other band I had after 18 Visions for a while, Burn Halo, mm -hmm. and uh, the second album I did, Up From the Ashes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, might be, like, from front to back, my favorite piece of music I've recorded. So Fantastic, yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, I've got all three albums, and I think they're great. And it's really weird, like, how much that crosses over to different people, because I remember, like, when it came out, my, my, my cousin... Um, who's never expressed any interest in rock music whatsoever, suddenly posted one of your videos on Facebook. And I was like, 
do you know these guys? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I love it, I love it, you know. I was like, yeah. wow, I never ever would have thought for a second that you'd be interested in anything like that. So yeah, it's kind yeah, of crazy, you know. Yeah, it's, it's weird finding, like, I was working, um, so I work in a hair salon, and one of the girls that was working there a couple years ago, she was talking about this song, and I was like, oh, like, are you making, I was like, are, are you making fun of me? Like, are you teasing me about it? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, are you teasing me about that song? And she's like, I don't understand what you mean. And I was like, well, because I wrote that song. And she's like, no, you didn't. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Uh, it was, I think it was Dirty Little Girl off the first Burn Halo album. And she was just like, no, it's, that's not you. And then she got on her phone and Googled and she's like, uh, okay, fucking that's weird. <laughs> so that was like one of the best <laughs> ever. Yeah. That's such a great story. Yeah. I mean, what's uh, all the people who work in the salon with you? Do they they all know what you do, though, right? You know, they yes. know about the bands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they do now, sure. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it must be kind of. Is, is there anybody you work with there who are like into the same music as you? Or yeah. So well, so one of my one of my close friends just left the salon, and he's somewhere else now. But I grew up. I, I so I went to beauty school with him uh, mm. over twenty years ago, and he's he's like a, a massive like metal hardcore fan. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll go to gigs together on occasion. Uh, so he's, he's into it. Uh, otherwise, uh, at my, my, my salon specifically, that's about it. But I know there's, there's quite a few um, metal and hardcore fans that are, are in the industry. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so, I mean, do you enjoy your day job? Is it, you know, yeah, I love it. That's yeah, so love good. It. It's, it's so yeah. good that you enjoy what you do, you know. Yeah, it's uh, like, girls, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's I, like you live in this kind of like not secret life, but like you couldn't imagine two things completely different. I'd be yeah, like, so I mean, I, I I make my own schedule. You know, I mm. run my own business, make my own schedule. I work four days a week, sometimes five if uh, if I if I want to or if I need yeah. to. And uh, it's I, I leave my work at work. You know, I, yeah. I I drive in, I see my clients, I come home, I don't stress about it, I don't worry about it. Um, mm it provides much more uh, stability, like emotionally, financially than a band would. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And that's what's great about it is because I, I'm my own boss and I make my own schedule. I have the freedom to, you know, go out and play shows and still have the band as a hobby and not mm. need to rely on it for finances or income. And it's just pure joy for me. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. I bet they thought they were going to lose you to, to a few gigs, and then obviously this COVID thing, they thought, oh, we still got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, I don't think anybody's they're, – they're not worried about losing me in there for sure. Um, they, they know it's like uh, the band thing is just very, very part-time. And you've you got to come to the UK again, though. I want to very badly. Because we want to see you play. <laughs> even if it's just for even if it's just for one London gig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have have download approached you for next year? Come on, spin it. No. No. Why not? What the fuck? Have they not approached you for that? No. That, no. Maybe that we'll music approach. Needs them. to be heard. Maybe we got to approach them. We'll see. There's still a few sluts on that bill. Yeah. I've noticed. I'm gonna I'm gonna email Andy Coppin. I'm gonna tell him. He'd you probably, need yeah, these guys. Probably ignore us, but, you know. Hey, do it, do it. I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't I can't believe he hasn't approached you. You guys are smashing. Yeah, and and you haven't been there since two thousand six, right? So, yeah, it's time to come back. 
Come back, now, kids. I'll be done. <laughs> I'm going to email him. <laughs> Do it. Did you play the yeah. Hellfest, uh, California, a couple of years ago? Is that right? Uh, it was uh, not fest. fest thing. It was yes, yeah. That was awesome. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Any stories from that then? What, what was that like? Was that a day thing? That was, must have been the whole weekend. It was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was just the day. I think it was just the day. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, Manson was a mess, uh, but he had just suffered an injury. How oh, was he that when like, the thing fell on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I saw that. It looked nasty. Yeah, yeah that was wild. Yeah. So, and I hadn't seen Rob Zombie since I think we played we played a festival with Rob Zombie in 2006, I think, and he was great. And then, you know, fast forward over 10 years later, and that dude is still just like at the top of his game. Yeah, I mean, just peak performer, just awesome, just such a great show, great band. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah, we saw them last year, didn't we? Yeah, we saw them headline the yeah, same place. Abs- yeah. Absolutely killer. Yeah, so oh, good. Oh, so you must have loved that. Were you on the Hellfest bit or the Ozfest bit? Because it was sort of split in two bills, wasn't uh, it? We were on the, it was weird. Uh, we were on the Knotfest one. Uh, right, the Knotfest. Yeah, that I think maybe Deftones played the next day or the next weekend. I'm not really, I, I don't really remember, but it, I don't think either did Black Sabbath play. I know, I know Slipknot didn't. Mm. Um, however, uh, Stone Sour played on our our day. Yeah, cool. What did you make of the Deftones album? I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I listen. I listened to a couple songs. It's cool, you know. Mm. Um, uh, there's going to be stuff on there I like. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think start start to finish the last album I truly truly love from start to finish is probably White Pony. Mm. Yeah. Great and, around the fur that's the stuff i grew up on you know i've yeah, I've, I've legitimately been a deftones fan since day one yeah uh i was at our local record store and they were giving out three song cassettes of the deftones um i got it i was like this is incredible wow. went, went to the very first warp tour ever and they played uh the small stage and they were just one of the bands that i was just so excited to see and mm. They dropped the full length, and I, I absolutely love that. So there's something on every Deftones album that I love, a few songs. Um, yeah. But White Pony was really like the, the, the last one that from front to back that I love. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can you might not listen to it for a year or whatever, and then you whack it on, and it's, it just brings back so many feelings, doesn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's an, it's an incredible album. For me, it's the I've first been, two uh, albums. I mm. love the first two albums. I, I, I yeah. saw them twice on the Round the Third tour in the UK. Will Haven supported them. I've got the ticket on my oh, cool. on our Insta. Mm. Um, and, and another, I saw them at the London Arena. And I saw them about three times, actually. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I saw them supporting Perfect Circle and uh, Chino was so drunk, he just kept falling over on stage. It was horrific. Mm. It was like mm. a car crash. And then, yeah. like, the year after, they come back and they play, they released that um, Diamond Eyes and they played um, one of the, I think they played Download, and he was absolutely note perfect, and he'd lost loads of weight. He looked incredible. It's like, wow. How have you yeah, that was, uh, that was when you were getting hit and miss Deftone shows. Yeah. For sure. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And obviously, you had Perfect Circle. We were like perfectionists, and they come out, and it was yes. like, Christ, no, yeah. that's incredible. The perfect yeah. Circle gig before it was spot on. Man. Yeah, yeah. What sort of stuff do you listen to these days? Are you still into like, a lot of the heavier... 
Yeah, so I listen to a little bit of everything. Mm. Um, I'm in the gym six days a week, which is where I, um, you know, spend most of my time with my music. Uh, yeah. Sundays, Sundays I try to reserve for like a new album and I'll try to listen to a new album like all the way through. Uh -huh. So uh, my buddy Greg that sings for uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan and the Black Queen, yeah. he just dropped a, a solo album that is just mind-blowing. So, it's so good, isn't it? Dude, it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy that, you're, that you know somebody that has that sort of musical genius to them or like mm. can you know, put that, that sort of thing out there by themselves. I mean, he wrote all of it. So yeah. what's that yeah, called? Super, uh, Child soldier of God, I think. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really, really good. Um, and then my buddy Neil plays guitar in devil driver. They just put a new album out, which yeah. I really, really like. Um, mm -hmm. He wrote most of that as well. Um, uh, the newer knock loose album, not so new anymore. Code orange um stuff yeah. like that uh this morning i think i was i listened to lamb of god wrath album oh uh, which i just <laughs> yeah i mean it's so it's so so good um yeah i get on kicks where i go back to different albums uh a lot so it's uh i'll have a right now i'm, I'm on the deftones around the fur so i've been yep. At like once a week or so same thing slayer divine intervention um and then i, I make a lot of playlists too right, of, right. Of, of, of bands so i've got like a sick alice in chains playlist i i rip a lot um a chris cornell one send, that's send, like send everything what's that send it over to us okay <laughs> i got a chris cornell one too that's like everything the solo stuff Soundgarden, audio slave temple of the dog yeah, that one's like that one's like two hours, but oh, yeah, that's, and that's probably that's really cutting it down as well, right? It, yeah, it really, really is. Yeah, I left a, I left a couple off. I had to leave yeah. a couple off. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh God, he was what a voice. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, up. I've been on a big uh, Bush kick too. Sixteen Stone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The new album was was way better than I thought it was going to be. Actually, I must admit. Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty cool. You know, some good songs on there. But yeah, 16 Stones, the classic, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. I always have my classics I go to, In Excess, Depeche Mode, yeah, stuff like that too. What's your favorite Death Mode album? I mean, it's Violator, yeah. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, it absolutely has it's to be. It's too good, it's too good. Yeah, nice. I have to say the best of Depeche Mode. <laughs> Get the leave the room. <laughs> the best of. Jokes, jokes, jokes. You're a nightmare. Oh, no. <laughs> so James, we've, we've got a. We've got, the last question normally is, what is your favourite band of all time? Let's let's have it right out there now. If you if you could only have one band to ever listen to ever again, who would it be? Any album that you know all their all their back catalogue. Who's it going to be? Come on, Alison Chance. Yeah, well, mine as well. It's out there. Mine as well. He said it. Yeah. What's yeah, your favourite album by them? Uh, it's dirt. Yeah. It? Yeah. See, yeah. see uh, the tripod album is very is. close for me. Yeah. It's very close though. And also facelift. Oh God, I'm really I know. I, Hey, I know. They're all great. They're yeah. all great. Oh. I even like the new stuff. I like the, like yeah. the, the stuff with the new singers. Great. You know? Yeah. It's it, still got yeah, that really, sound, doesn't it? You know, obviously, yeah. obviously Jerry Cantrell writes, 
yeah. so much of it. So it's you know it's gonna it's always gonna have that at its feel. But, yeah, and his solo albums are fantastic as well. I they? know they really are. Degradation Trip is like, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. <gasps> oh yeah, no, yeah, are- I can't I can't live without that band for sure. That's so cool. That's so cool. I watched. I was watching the uh, actually the weekend. Um, C- Cobain montage of Heck. Have you seen that documentary? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's on Sky. I don't know if you, have, if you guys even have Sky. Um, yeah, they've got loads of footage in it of Kurt and Courtney in their apartment and tons and tons of stuff. Um, all of Kurt's journals and they put it all together and. And Chris Novoselic talks on it, and I know this is obviously Nirvana, but um, I've always really good, really, yeah, really interesting. Good. It was like two hours long, but I was like gripped watching the whole thing. It's like a the full story from start to finish of Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, were you a Nirvana fan? Yeah, yes, yeah. I like Nirvana. Yes, I mean, I, I wouldn't say they were as um, as musically coherent or advanced as Alice in Chains, but I mean, they were, they were no, like no, but they had, uh, they had like the, they had that rawness to them. Yeah. You know, they had the, they had like, they had more of the danger element to them. Yeah. I would say, you know, which was super, super cool. Um, but they're, they're not as like, I don't put them over obviously Alice in Chains or for me, Soundgarden um, yeah. as well. And it, a lot of it just has to do with the vocals, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, do. definitely. I, I take, I take, uh, never mind over any of them albums. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, never I'd mind. I'd take that Desert Island with me. Would you? Yeah, well, nice. No. So, Addison Chains, yeah, that's Addison Chains for me. Have you heard um, Fever? Fever, free, free, free? No, but I, I know of them. Yeah. So, Let Live, did you, did you like Let Live? Did you hear them? Uh, actually, sadly, never heard Let Live. Right, oh, okay. Check them out. But yeah, now the singer's in Fever, free, free, free in there. Okay. something else something else <laughs> well worth a listen James you've been absolutely brilliant it's been so good chatting to you and thank you so much for taking time out of your day yeah thank uh, you it guys. means a lot to us we can't wait to get this one online you know it's, I think a lot of people are going to be interested by this awesome um, yeah yeah we're going to get it out there as soon as we can yeah get it edited well done. Get it out. Well done. thanks for coming on James yeah um, absolutely my pleasure guys you've been a legend no. yeah oh. yeah and let's, let's start thinking about that UK date because it will sell out and we'll be there. Hey, uh, message your guy at, at Donington. I'll do it. I'm going to do yeah. it. That's just can't yeah. 100%. I know. I, I don't understand it because like, you're, you're this amazing <coughs> band that have just released this piece of art. Oh, well, no, I wanted to ask you something else as well. So, um, no, the whole thing about so Divine awesome. Comedy, was that, was that uh, you? Uh, no, actually, it wasn't. It was Keith. Um, okay. Keith kind of had this idea after, you know, we were halfway through the uh, writing process. Right. And some of the lyrics already kind of fell in line with the concept. And yeah. then I just took the concept full fledged from there and just went with it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The, yeah. the Peril of Sin, track six. Yes. Is something else, isn't it? It is. It's a beast. I think it's fair to say it's his favourite. <laughs> yeah. That is hey, it's, my favourite track and it's just, and it showcases so many different styles in one track. So many different styles of metal, I might add, mm. and, and you know, hardcore. But I love that track. We blasted it through my sonnets before you came on. Yeah. We? 
Um, yeah, so that's that's my favorite too, actually. Oh, uh, cool. Main, mainly because it's something that we've, I feel like we've never really done anything like that before. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, we've that. done like softer type songs, um, you know, that have a vibe to them, but this is like totally different for us. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, I think, my favorite on, on the EP for sure. Yeah, uh, it's still brutal in places as well. You know, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, which was, which was weird too, because I think it, initially we wanted more mellow vocals over the whole thing. And when I brought that to Keith, I think he was like surprised that I went, you know, heavier with it when I did. Right. Yeah. This, yeah, as I, you know, what I said to you earlier about this inferno and the, this this the peril of sin this this style this this wow he wants a whole album of it so <laughs> if you I'm, definitely want to sell I'm one I'm album do it next I'm time i'm about to say that really, <laughs> but i'm just thinking that if you could follow that path with that track it's gonna be monumental oh it's so good it is so good what about uh, so, uh, keep thinking of more questions i want to ask you i want to let all you good know, all good man the good. um <laughs> The two songs you recorded from Vanity. What was the reason for that? Yeah, so we just kind of wanted to, well, we knew we were going to reissue the vinyl and right. we just wanted to kind of explore uh, a, a re-recording of those songs. Like what mm. would, you know, what would they, what would they sound like? What would those songs sound like uh, in, in today's world, right? Yeah. And so that was Keith's kind of first attempt at like doing the whole like produce, mix, master thing himself. And thankfully like those two songs kind of gave him a feel for you know doing it and 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 doing more songs and i actually wanted to do the whole album re-record the whole album mm -hmm. um but for him as like a producer i think he wanted to start working on the ep which was totally fair right okay so would you say you're not you you're not 100 percent happy with the production of vanity in the first place or you just feel like it needed people needed to hear it how it would sound today yeah i think he just we he had the idea to hey do you want to re-record a couple of songs uh mm. for fun and i was all about it yeah Amazing. i don't think it was i don't think it was like hey we hate the recording the original recording or we don't like this or we don't like that it's just like hey let's uh let's explore what those songs sound like you know right now you know yeah. what would we do with them right now and you know not changing not changing a bunch um for me vocally uh, if, if i can re-record anything that i've done in the past i'm all about it just because i know i know in 2020 i can make it sound better than i did 20 years ago so right yeah yeah, yeah i mean me it does sound fantastic it sounds sounds amazing thanks i mean but i love vanity yeah, from back in the day but it's interesting hearing it now so you put it on early didn't yeah you, you went listen to this this is the really cool of it it was like, yeah, it's punchy. It's, yeah, beefy. <laughs> it's got some, yeah. oh, yeah, got some balls. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> looking at that, it would be cool to re-record some other songs from the past, mm. too, as well. And uh, yeah. maybe if, uh, if time permits, that's something we'll do. Amazing, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's always, there's always, you can always improve on anything in your back catalogue, like you say, you know, like if your vocals feel stronger now, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. You can always re-record. You know. I mean, I think that's a great way of doing things and having things for like special releases, all that kind of stuff. I think that's really cool because yeah, people absolutely. love those songs, don't they? And it's always good hearing remixes or different versions. You know, I think that's I think that's it's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. 
Okay, we're going to let you go now and stop hammering you with okay. questions. <laughs> All right. Yeah, once again, James, it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so yeah. much. For your no problem, guys. Time. And Thank uh, you so yeah, much. enjoy the rest of your day. All right, thanks. You too. Thanks nice for supporting. Cheers, mate. Right, Take care. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.